Hello, I'm Chris Waters, founder of Spirit of the Inca School of Energy Medicine in the UK and Academia Shamanica in Romania. Welcome to my podcast. During this podcast, what you will hear are three voices. There's my voice and there's the voice of Liz in the background, who um, is a great support to us at Spirit of the Inca. And then the voice of Don Pascual, who is the Cairo shaman that really yeah, supports this school in every possible way. And you'll hear the flute later on, which his flute, comes again from the Cairo tradition. So the mountains and the flute and the sound of, of this language that is so beautiful, that speaks from the heart and to the heart, is really what has called me to this tradition, to the Inca tradition. And I, I would hope that during this podcast and as you get to know us, you will also feel the same way. Today we're going to tell the story of opening sacred space. What that means, what does it mean to open sacred space or to sit in sacred space? For me, everything that we do in this shamanic tradition is helpful if we open sacred space because what we're calling in, the, the, the qualities that we're calling in or the archetypical energies that we're calling in are the same energies, the same forces of nature that created everything in the universe. So they created you and me, the grass, the trees, the fish, the foxes, the sheep, the deer, everything was created by these forces of nature. And the fact is that we call them, in this tradition, we call them serpent, jaguar, hummingbird, and eagle. Uh, but we could easily call them gravity, weak nuclear force, strong nuclear force, and electromagnetism. But um, a shamanic tradition uh, <laughs> is more poetic and more metaphoric than scientific. And so we, when we call them in, we call them in by these mm, metaphoric names, if you like. So what do they mean? Serpent. Serpent, when we call in serpent, she is the aspect of us that is the binding principle. And she walks soft belly on the earth, but she represents the actual physical body and the actual facts of any matter. So if you think of serpent, she she is pretty much cold-blooded. There's no story, there's no judgment, there's no... Um, no attachment to anything, just what is, the what isness of everything, right to the very core of the body. So then we, and we call her in, in the south, and then in the west we call on Jaguar. And Jaguar is the aspect of us that represents the mind, the thoughts, the feelings, the beliefs that we hold. And when we call in Jaguar, we're calling in the 
principle of life and death and rebirth, that everything that is born has a life and dies and gets reborn again. So Jaguar is, uh, yeah, when we see through the eyes of Jaguar, nothing is exactly as it appears to be because why? We all see things through a lens, a different lens. You and I might see the same thing but have a different story about it. And and that's part of our human condition. So Jagger is really about our mind and our mindset and our beliefs about the world. And then in the north, we call on hummingbird. And hummingbird represents the aspect of us that seeks growth and evolution. And that is the principle of hummingbird. It's all about how we grow, how we evolve, how we adapt. Um, but it's more than that, really, because when we see through the eyes of hummingbird, we understand that everything, everyone is on a journey. And we're all in different places on that journey so that there's nothing to heal or nothing to change. There's all, all about acceptance. And even more than that, it's about who could we be beyond the stories that we tell ourselves and beyond the physicality of us who could we be who could we be the the best version of ourselves if you like and hummingbird is all about possibilities what what possibilities could we express in the world that is different from the world that we live in for example Hummingbird takes us on a great leap, a great leap of consciousness, a great leap out of the world that we live in, generally speaking. And when we talk about hummingbird, we, we have to talk about the mythic, the myth and metaphor. And when we see through the eyes of hummingbird, we are seeing the world through myth and metaphor, through story, through rites of passage, through rituals and ceremonies that take us out of the everyday mind into a new and more soul-based realm, shall we say. Hummingbird speaks to the soul, and the soul speaks to us through hummingbird. I, I often get inspiration, if you like, through lyrics of songs. You turn on the radio and a, a song comes on that speaks to the soul, speaks to that place where you are right now, touches something within us and that's hummingbird at work so we also call on eagle condor in the east and eagle is the aspect of us that is not soul not mind and emotions not the body but the energy the energetic body of us and so we're yeah we're understanding that we're more than just our Body, we're more than our thoughts, we're more than the soul's journey that we're on, that we are energy moving, energy in motion. And if we could see ourselves energetically past the physicality of us, then we would see that pure energy that exists. And when we go to that place, there is nothing but energy. There are no words here. There's nothing other than pure pure energy and for most of us we don't see that we might feel it um, but we don't see it and so when we call it in 
then we have an opportunity to work with it. And as shamans, this is where we work. We work at the place of the energetic and of the mythic. We don't really want to be working in the place of the mind and the body. Uh, we leave that to psychotherapists and um, <laughs> and the medics. Our shamanic tradition is a tradition of soul-based work. We want to bring the soul back into life, to bring life back into the soul. So these are the things that we call in. And they are um, archetypical energies that are bigger than us. And when we call them, they come. The other side of that arrangement, of course, is that when they call us, we show up. And so this is the this is the story of opening sacred space. We also call in Mother Earth, who is that receptive principle, and we call on Father Son, whose light. Um, brought life to earth and the stars, the star beings who are also part of this great cosmic soup that we live in. <laughs> um, we also call on a lineage of medicine people backwards and forwards through time, the, what we call the ancient ones, ancestors of the medicine people that we work with. And so in creating this sacred space together, we are opening a portal into something new, into creation itself. Most people, when they come to see me or when they arrive in a training, they're looking for something new. They want to create something new for themselves. And so by opening these, this sacred space, we're opening that possibility of something new to, to begin to inform us. The rattle, the rattle in itself, um, is a tool that we use, and the sound of the rattle is upturning, upturning the world. So we want to shift the world that we're in into something new, and and that gives me an opportunity as well to talk about the Patakuti, <laughs> the great turning of the world that has been prophesied since the beginning, since the. The shamans prophesied it way back that there would be a great turning of the world. And it really speaks of the renewing of our world. Through the rattle calling in sacred space, we are creating something new. So we are renewing our world together. And so, yes, we turn to each of the directions as we rattle, as we, uh, as we call in each of these archetypical energies, these forces of nature that are powerful beyond, they changed my life, certainly, and they allowed me to see, when I see through their eyes, I, I can change my perception of, of the world itself. You know, stuff happens, and we can get caught in the drama of it all, especially now in the world. But then when we shift our perception, we look through these different eyes, these different lenses, we have an opportunity to see the world not, yes, as it is, and yes, as our mind tells us the story, but a different possibility. And yeah, the rattle is the turning. <laughs> so, yeah, we're in that time, the great turning time that all the Indigenous people have spoken about since the beginning. So when we turn to face the South, what do you call in? I call in the winds of the south. 
great serpent, Satyamama, wrap those coils of light around us. Help us to shed the past the way that you shed your skin so sweetly and all in one piece, allowing us to renew ourselves over and over again as you do. Amaru, mother of the waters, mother of all that moves, be with us. Teach us what it truly means to walk soft on the earth once more, to touch all that we touch with beauty. And help us to understand that we never left that garden. Be with us, Mother. We welcome you. And then turning to the West, to the winds of the West, Mother, Sister, Jaguar, you who've seen the birth and death of galaxies, come be with us. Come across that rainbow bridge. Help us to dance among the shadows to see what no longer serves us so that we could give that back to the earth and the earth may grow more beautiful. And we take our place as rainbow warriors, peaceful warriors, with no need of enemies on the inside or the outside in this world or any other. Be with us, Mother. Teach us to step beyond fear and beyond death. We welcome you. And then we turn to the north. Surakinti, royal hummingbird, you who are the great journeyer, come be with us. Take us one more step upon our journey. Teach us where to find the nectar, the joy, and the sweetness of life that we may drink directly from that source. Lend us the courage to say yes and take each step as it shows, even though we may not know where it leads, helping us to make that impossible journey possible. Ancient ones, ancestors, grandfathers, and grandmothers, all you who stepped outside of time and live in the eternal now, come be with us. Warm your hands by the fire in our hearts. Whisper to us on the wind as we honour all you who've been before us and all you who've yet to be our children's children. Be with us. We welcome you. And then we turn to the east, to the winds of the east. Great eagle, great condor, come. Fly to us from that place of the rising sun and take us up that we may fly wingtip to wingtip with you to that place beyond the mountains where we dream a new world into being. A world not informed by the past, by who we have been, but the world that is calling to us from who we are becoming. Appleton, we welcome those great wings that allow us to fly higher and those eyes that see through the heart. Be with us, we welcome you. And then down to the earth. Pachamama, Mother Earth, we come, Mother, in deepest honouring for all our relations, for the plant people, the stone people, the tree people, for the fish, the furred and the feathered, for the two-legged, the four-legged and the many-legged. Hold us sweetly, Mother, as we do our work here today, as we gather together. Hold us sweetly, allow us to feel that deep, deep support you have for us. And all the ways that you nourish and nurture us, we who are your children, be with us. And then up to Father Son. Inti Tai Tai, Father Son, Mama Kiya, Grandmother Moon, Hatum Chaska Kuna, Star Brothers and Sisters of the Great Star Nation, come be with us, overlight our space here today. Hold that cosmic order of all things for us. Allow us to see how we too may shine like bright stars in the sky as you do and still form part of a constellation, that great human and cosmic family as above, so below. And great spirit, you who are known by a thousand names and you who are the unnameable one, 
We thank you for bringing us together that we may sing this song of life and love and joy and freedom one more day. Oh. Is it necessary to say the words exactly as you've said them? No, and I think it's really important that um, you, we, what we encourage people to do is to make their own personal relationship with each of these archetypes. What I give is a prayer that is one that was given to me that I've used, but um, and it means something to me because I've made a relationship with each of these archetypical energies. And your own prayer um, as as you work with these and as you make them your allies and your friends, then you have your personal prayer that suddenly emerges from your connection with them. So, yeah, it's really important to, to know that it's not, um, you know, it's not a dogma. This is not, shamanism is not a religion in the same way that, you know, if you have a prayer in a religious sense, you speak exactly the same words and and, and almost it becomes, um, you, you're speaking it by rote without any connection to what it is exactly that you're that you're saying um i think of you know when i was at school we used to say grace you know <laughs> it's like yeah for what we are about to receive may the lord make us truly thankful amen <laughs> it's like it's not like that it's different it's um it's more of a and it's a living thing like i said you know like i'm always trying to get across it's a living dynamic um yeah, tradition that always depends on who is there, who is there with you, who, you know, I open sacred space with my clients and they might hear different things or I might experience something different as I'm opening sacred space with each different one. The words, though, are the same for me because that's my connection with them. And there's a there's a big story that it tells that you become part of as you speak it out. Yeah, because, because it's a cosmology, isn't it? It's um, it's an ecosphere that you're creating through calling in these archetypical energies, and they're they're. It's a beautiful, beautiful tradition, and actually, you know, each of those archetypes as you're speaking it, you're creating. You are creating. So calling in serpent, you're creating the what isness, the now, what is happening right now. And calling in Jagger, what is a mental and emotional thing or the feelings and sensations that are going on? When you're calling a hummingbird, what's new? What what could be possible here? And then an eagle, when you're calling an eagle, it's like, who who are you becoming in this? In this place, you know, we talk about going over the top of the mountain to that place where it's like unmanifested energy, something new can come. It's not who we are, it's not who we have been, but it's who we could become in the future, but who the possibility of being that right now as well. And I think for me that that is the key that drew me into this particular tradition of shamanism because they're not interested in the past and they're more interested in in the who we could become as a human species 
and individually and a community and a you know so it kind of goes out (laughs) you know in a way to the cosmos who we could become and actually when you hear don pasquale or uh, ortino or don francisco or any of the shaman opening and closing sacred space it's all about gratitude all about gratitude so yeah when we close sacred space we thank each of these archetypical energies um and then we send them on their way with grace and beauty so when would you open sacred space i would open sacred space at the beginning of every session i would open sacred space before any kind of ceremony that we're doing and fire ceremonies specifically um it's really beautiful you know standing out under the stars in nature opening sacred space you really really feel like you're connected to because remember they're the forces of nature you're in nature and they speak back they speak back in an extraordinary way and i remember being up on glastonbury tour once and i'm (laughs) yeah this is a lovely example um so i took a group up on the tour and we were um I was opening sacred space and I turned, we saw the moon, it's like invite the moon in, we're down on the earth, inviting the earth in, with the wind, invite Mama Waira, the wind in, and and I was thinking, in my head, I was thinking, hmm, where are we going to get this fire from, you know, because I was looking at the, pulling in the elements at, at that point, um, oh, we had water because the, you could see the the water below, where can I get fire from? And just as I turned around, out of the monument on the top of Glastonbury Tor comes this young woman with a fire point, and she did this fire dance right in front of us. And it was almost like I could not have choreographed that. It's like, for me, when you are in that sacred space, you're inviting in these elements, and they hear you, and they come. And magic happens. <laughs> Magical situations arise that you could not have imagined and you certainly could not choreograph, even if you wanted to, even if you tried. So these are moments of um, imminence, I think, that are really, really special. And I really recommend um, opening sacred space feeling what it feels like to sit within that and then listen to nature, let nature speak back to you because these are forces of nature that are so powerful. So if somebody wanted to open sacred space, how, uh, what resources are there that they could use? So we have a video on YouTube that um, shows me opening sacred space that was done quite a long time ago by my son it's a beautiful video um and then there's the um soundcloud you'll find it on soundcloud as well so we have lots of resources that you can use and yeah i think the the idea is that 
you know what we what I, what I like to to do is to help people find these resources and use them and see how it can shift your life. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. It's been really lovely to share with you this uh, notion of opening and closing sacred space, working within sacred space. It's been a a joy to share that, and yeah, look out for more podcasts in the future. If you would like to find out more, you can check out my website, www.spiritoftheinca.com. And do please join us soon or get in touch. You can email me at chris at spiritoftheinca.com. Gracias. Urpilei son boy.